We're Tim and Susan, and we love the Word, and we love living real. So we invite you to join us as we look at the Word this week and life this week. Hey, Tim. Hey, Susan. So we actually made it to do a podcast this week. We did. I'm thinking that we might need to rename the podcast Tim and Susan's Semi-Exegetical Every Other Week Podcast. Prior to shutdown and quarantine, I have a men's group called the Every Other Monday Morning Men's Group. Every Other Monday Morning Men's Group. I like that. It's the (laughs) E-O-M-M-M. It's the (laughs) E-O-M-M-Ms. Yeah. So, but hey, we made it this week. So, what's happened in your week? Uh, Well, we went back to church. We did. Do you know how much I have put on like Instagram or posted about us being back in church? And I've had so many responses of people saying like, what? How are you back to church? We're not back to church till June 4th. We're not back to church till June, maybe July. I mean, today, I think just today I had somebody say, oh, I loved your comment about going back to church. And I had a lot of qualifications, like qualifiers, like if this, if this, if this, if this, then come join us at church. And she was like, I love that post. We're not going to be able to meet till the end of June. And I just feel really guilty. I have like church I mean, some church, some states opened up before we did. Um, Georgia. Yeah. That's it. Okay. Texas, Texas One state did. opened Texas up before did. we did. I think Texas, yeah. So two, two states. Okay. I don't know that Texas really ever closed down all the way as right. much as we did either. So Except they wouldn't let us in. <laughs> now yeah. that would be people from Louisiana, not you and I specifically. Yes, exactly. Yeah. No, they didn't. But I just feel really bad about the fact that we had church, but people aren't having church. And then, church. you know, part of the difficulty is, is that we're allowed to have church, but it's very limited in mm-hmm. how we do it. I mean, it's 25% capacity. Yeah. We can't do any children's ministry, any nursery or preschool right. kinds of things, no small groups. Uh, you know, in classroom spaces and things like that. And so I think it may be that some states are slower to open. And I think that some churches are focusing on until we can open up more fully, we're going to stay. And I'm torn on that. Yeah, well, there's some churches in Louisiana, um, some friends of ours, like other churches that we know, that are just smaller buildings and smaller spaces. So when they do gather on a Sunday morning, they're like packed in there already. So then to say 25%, well, they might as well not meet yet because very few of their people would actually be able to make it to the service. So... There's a lot of things. We shouldn't really judge all those people, should we? I don't plan to. I know. No, me either. (laughs) I don't think I did either, but I guess I just feel like, but well, they're doing it like this, and they're doing it like that, and well, they're having to do this, and they're doing it this way, but that's the opposite of how we're doing it. But I'm like, but that's, man, we have to allow people to make their own decisions. Right. Now, I'm far more likely to be insecure about what they're doing than I am to judge them. I'm more like, oh, maybe they know something I don't know. Maybe I'm doing this (laughs) wrong. Maybe we should have been doing that. Yeah, Yeah, so I don't... No, I'm not gonna. I'm like, how many pastors them? and staff do you think that's happening for across the nation? Like these oh, days, I'm man. sure it's just constant. Yeah, uh, like maybe we're doing this wrong, and yep. then, you know, and again, everybody kind of says, "Hey, well, this is what we're gonna do," and then you're like, "Oh, maybe that is better than what we're right, doing." Right, right. But the thing or is, maybe none we of shouldn't us, have done this. Wait, nobody knows. Yeah. I mean, no. it's like. No. Like maybe a couple years from now we'll be able to look back and say, oh, yeah, we got that right. Or, oh, yeah, we got that wrong. But for right now, we still don't know. That's why there is enough grace for everyone to do what they best understand. Yeah, I mean, like like we've told our kids before. Listen, as we raised you, there were some things we got right and there were some things we got wrong. 
We still don't quite know which ones were which yet, <laughs> but we know that some of them were right and some of them were exactly. wrong, and time will tell which ones yep, were which. Yep, and that's right. As we make decisions at church, some of them we got right. That's right. Some of them we got wrong, and yep. we don't know yet which ones uh, were which. That's it. So what else is going on this week? Uh, Since well, we last gathered at the podcast table. <laughs> it's graduation season. Oh, yeah, it is. Yep. I think it's almost about over. I, I think all of I think. The high schools in the area are done, and Southeastern finished just in this past week, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I noticed that uh, Brian posted on his Instagram or something uh, that it was a year since he That's graduated right. with his doctorate. Yep. So yep. Uh, it's it's that time it of is. year. Uh, you graduated three different times. I did. Well, I mean, <laughs> just from three different schools. Not like high school three times, but like high school, college, and master's. Yes, I did. Um, I didn't like the hat and the robe and the tassel any of those times. <laughs> Which one was your favorite colors? Um, so what were they? Black. Oh, no, red. High school was red and gray. Okay. College was black with the light blue tassel. That's because of your degree? Nope. That's just because that was our school color. It was light okay. blue. Okay. I was there and too, but I didn't remember. Ma- my master's degree, it was just black as well. No, have- I'm sure you had a hood for your master's. Oh, I did have a hood, but it was light blue. Yeah, because yeah. that was your degree. Right, that was my degree. Mm-hmm. Okay. See, mine was the opposite. You were? Mine was crimson red okay. for my last ones. Oh, yes. And then for your doctorate. For, um, your master's was pink? No, no that's music. Uh, what? My master's was, was also red. crimson yep, red. Yep, yep, okay. And then college was the light Black. blue like mm-hmm. ours. And what was your was. high school? Uh, Kelly Green. Oh, yes, it was. On Crusaders, on Crusaders. <laughs> oh, we might have to delete that little segment right there. No. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I led the church in happy birthday the other day. No, you almost led the church in happy birthday. Okay, this is, oh, this is a really funny story, y'all. So I'm at home for the 8.30 service. Oh, no. <laughs> Ashley had a bake shift at um, PJ's Coffee. She had a bake shift, so she was out by like 5.30 in the morning, but she walked in about 8 o'clock, and she had done her baking and deliveries and everything. So she's home. We're sitting in the living room together. I was looking. I was watching the live stream so I could talk to all the people in the live stream service and handle that from home. And all of a sudden, Tim says on live stream, okay, no, Brian, you don't have to worry about it. I'm going to lead in happy birthday. And Ash and I looked at each other across the living room and we were like, no, he isn't. It's happy uh, birthday. How could you get it wrong? But you did. I'm just saying. <laughs> but you did. And if you want to know, go to Woodland Park Baptist Church Facebook page and see the live stream from the 830 service and the live stream from the 11 o'clock service. Because at the 11 o'clock, you knew, like, I'm actually not going to lead out. But you did, and then you hit your mic really fast. Because it did. was like, I this did. is not okay. See, I thought that you can just, it's happy birthday. There's you still can... a note you have to start no, on. No, you oh, can hit no. anywhere you Otherwise, you're going to be the people doing like, happy birthday. Like, you're going to sound really, like, you have to hit in the area of the note that it should be No, have you heard people sing happy birthday? Exactly. You wanted this to be nice. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Ashley and I were just shocked. We were both like, no, he's not. And then we heard it flop and fail and watched it flop and fail on live stream. And he quickly, Brian, picked it up and carried it. So I was like, thank you, Brian. Well, Brian didn't know it was happening. What we did is we wanted to sing happy birthday to everyone who had missed being around people during quarantine for their birthday. Right, right. It was a very nice thought. It was a nice thought. but <laughs> <laughs> So anyhow, that was a funny moment. Somehow I should put this into my wrong and strong at the end of this week's episode. <laughs> I don't know which one it goes at. <laughs> I'm not even sure so, what we were talking about, but we sang happy birthday. 
We did. I don't know what we were talking about either to get to happy birthday. <laughs> we were talking about graduation, but I don't know what that had to do with anything. So, oh, well. But um, graduation has happened. Church has happened. Haircuts have happened. Yes. You and I both had haircuts. I did. Today. I went well, Monday. I went today. yesterday. Mm-hmm. And I thought that I was going to come out just absolutely bald from the amount of hair that was just falling off. I'm like, yeah. this person doesn't know what they're doing. I don't care. Yeah. A bad haircut is going to be better than where I've been. Right. Uh, and I was sure that I was coming out like a skinhead. But it turns out <laughs> I just had a lot of hair. I think that that's... I went to get my haircut today. Um, and the men that I saw coming into the salon, like when the stylist would start shaving their head, you know, well, using the clippers, not shaving their head like that. But... Um, Yes, I thought the same thing. I was like, oh, look at the massive amounts of hair that's falling off their heads. This is really terrible. But I think men just, like, if you keep it short and then you don't get cut for two months, that's going to be a lot more hair than what you're used to. I think where women have a little bit more flexibility, unless they have, you know, super short hair like that. But I think that, yeah, I, I felt the same thing. Like, that guy is going to be bald. He's going to hate this. <laughs> and then, you know, but they look like completely different people when they walked in and walked out. I wish we could have done some before and after pictures. For so them. you were happy with your haircut? Yeah, yeah. sure. I was happy it with was my nice. haircut. Too. I had to wear the mask. They had to take my temperature, and I used a hand sanitizer before I went in there. They had limited amount of people that were in there, so they were taking all the precautions, and I felt very secure with getting my haircut. I also thought I want to be in the early side of this. Um, I think I was sending a message, maybe to. I don't remember who today, but um, I just sent a message and said, in case things go back to shut down because we have big breakouts everywhere, I want to make sure I've gotten my haircut done. <laughs> so that in case they suddenly say, oh, you know what, they're closing back up. We can't do this. I have had my haircut. So that's it. Hey, maybe we should dive into the word. That sounds good. You got something? I do. We'll be back. All right, it's time to dig into the word. I thought I'd let you go first, okay. uh, and we'll see how you're where you are. We talked about the fact that you had to repeat Old Testament survey. No. So where are you going to be today? Old Testament. All right. <laughs> and I'm going to be in one of my favorite books, which is not that exciting in some, most parts of it, but in First Kings. Um, but let's talk about Elijah. Okay, I love Elijah. Do you? I do. Okay, so Elijah was a prophet. There's not going to be a quiz, is there? There is a quiz, and you're going to pass or fail, and you're going to withdraw the class. So um, let's talk about Elijah. We're going to, I'm looking at Elijah in 1 Kings chapter 17 is where I'm going to start with. There are, these are at least one of the three things that I'm going to point out about Elijah are pretty familiar things. But I want to talk about the three ways that we see in these chapters of Elijah how Elijah was fed. Oh, okay. Okay, so he was fed. Not yeah. typically with a fork and a plate yeah. and a spoon and a knife and a cup and like as we would normally think of being fed. So we see in 1 Kings chapter 17, he is leaving. Where is he leaving? Oops, sorry. I got to turn my page in my Bible. Um, oh, he's gone. He's announced that there's going to be a famine and then that doesn't go too well. So the Lord tells him to go and go eastward and hide near the brook um, where it goes into Jordan. And it says in verse 5, chapter 17, verse 5. So he proceeded, so Elijah proceeded to do what the Lord commanded. Elijah left and lived at the Wadi Cherith where it enters the Jordan. The ravens kept bringing him bread and meat in the morning and in the evening, and he would drink from the Wadi. After a while, the Wadi dried up because there had been no rain in the land. So. That's the first way that he's fed. I think when you okay. read these chapters together, again, reading through the word of God, like front to back, um, you just see this like, wow, that's really crazy. These birds came 
and fed him. And I think if I were to ever list the way I would least likely to be fed, want to be fed, would be by the ravens. Because you know, ravens, I mean, it's better is, than vultures. Well, yeah, because I was on my way to work this morning. I was like, what is that bird doing? Oh, that bird is eating yes. fresh flesh. That is not yes. good. Now, do you think that the birds, the ravens that brought this, were, is it like cooked meat? Was it like a filet mignon? I don't think so, but like was the pictures, chicken? the Sunday school pictures are very nice cube stew, they are, stew yes, meat. They're yes. like, oh man, I could make a nice red stew out of that. We should start a whole podcast series on Sunday school pictures. That lie and to how, us. Yes, and how we can talk about like, here's the Sunday school picture. This is what this passage actually says. What, name all the things that are wrong in this picture because that it's always been like little squares, just like the manna. Yeah, yeah. Like a little square. But nice yeah. Good, solid, like like two to three times a a, a Chick Fil A nugget. Yeah, like you would like to put it on a hibachi, or yes. you'd like to put it on a skewer and put it on your grill. That's kind of how it looked. Okay, so he was fed by the ravens. The second way he was fed, he was fed by the widow of Zarephath, and this is the one that I think most people are very familiar with. But this is an amazing passage. This conversation Why? that he has. You tell me. <laughs> well, it's just amazing that he walks up to this woman and says, "Do you have anything to eat?" She says, "Why." Yes, yeah. <laughs> just enough for me to throw a farewell party for my son and right. I because this is our last meal. And, and then, then we're, we're going to die. Yeah, then we're going to die. Okay. But- Which is a tough greeting. Yes. You know, it's an awkward conversation. So then Elijah says, cool, cool. Why don't you Go fix Go ahead and make that for me. Why yeah. don't you make that for me first yes. and we'll see what happens. Yeah. Okay. So let's start at the beginning, though. We're going to go. It's the same chapter, 1 Kings chapter 17, starting with verse 8. Then the word of the Lord came to him, Elijah again, get up and go to Zarephath that belongs to Sidon and stay there. But listen to this next sentence. Look, I have commanded a woman who is a widow to provide for you there. Wait a second. I know, but how many times have you read this story? And this time when I read this story, I was like, wait a second. He commanded the widow to feed him. Yeah. Like I've already commanded a, a widow there to provide for you. Okay, so, which I've never heard. I've never realized it to begin with. I've never... Yeah, I haven't thought that through. No, ever. And, like, we're old people that have read the Bible a lot. And I think that's the most interesting verse in the passage that I'm going to talk about tonight. Um, and Elijah called to her... Why, why is that interesting? Because I've never, I've never focused on it. Okay. And then exactly what you said, her response when he says, Hey, do you have something to eat? She's like, uh, no, not really. I'm just going to make this and then we're going to die. But it says the Lord has commanded her. Wait, I have commanded a woman who is a widow to provide for you there. Do you think Elijah went to the wrong widow? <laughs> I was just going to ask that. I'm like, that's not an appropriate question to ask. <laughs> oh, well, I'm going to ask it then. I mean, is that what happened? You know? this, so she's got a neighbor that's like exactly waiting to who's feed. like the, a, never that came guy over. never showed up. He never asked for the bread. I don't understand. But my neighbor keeps asking for more flour and oil, so I keep giving it to her. Like, I mean. What happened with this verse? I guess that's just an interesting thing that it's again shows you can read the word how many times and there's so, going to be something every time. what happens when she says here in verse 12? I don't know. I have nothing baked, only a handful of flour in a jar and a yeah. little oil in a jug. And now I'm gathering a couple of sticks. Even the way she says a couple, of, a couple sticks. of sticks. I'm not going to, well, she doesn't need a log. It's one cake. <laughs> she knows better. Like... A yeah. couple of sticks that I may go in and prepare it for myself and my son and that we may eat it and die. Yeah. 
And they're going to make a small loaf, not even a big loaf, not even a day's loaf. I mean, she's just making a small loaf. I guess I need to read this in the Hebrew, no, Greek? Yeah, Hebrew. Hebrew, and see, maybe there's a different meaning for that. But God says clearly to him, look, I've commanded a woman who is a widow to provide for you there. So, because she's he not says fully that, convinced. That's what I think. So Elijah gets up and he goes to Zarephath. And there he spends, does it say how much time he spent? It says, um, yeah, for many time. days. Then the yeah. woman Elijah and her household ate for many days. And the flour jar did not become empty. And the oil jug did not run dry. According to the word of the Lord, he had spoken through Elijah. So that's the second. So first he's fed by ravens. Then he's fed by this widow who God has directed. But she didn't hear fully <laughs> hear or something. Um, but he's just getting a little cake of bread every day. Like, that's it. Okay. Um, do you wonder... Did he wish that he could go back to the ravens and have a little bit of meat? <laughs> probably not at that point. Probably not. He probably had a place to stay in a warm bed. Okay, so then we're going to skip a chapter. I'm just thinking she's like, oh, you were serious about feeding a guy. For days, <laughs> for a long time. Um, then we're going to skip over to First Kings chapter 18. And this is where I think he's beginning to run away from Jezebel is a note I had, but I don't know if that's actually accurate. Uh, I don't think it's 18. I think it's 19. 19, yeah. Sorry. Chapter 19. i got to turn my page here. Um, and we're going to start. Yeah, he was trying to run away from Jezebel who, like, threatened him and, you know, terrible things were going to happen. Starting in verse 3. Then Elijah became afraid and he immediately ran for his life. When he came to Beersheba that belonged to Judah, he left his servant there, but he went on a day's journey into the wilderness. He sat down under a broom tree and prayed that he might die. He said, I have had enough. Lord, take my life, for I'm no better than my father's. Then he lay down and slept under the broom tree. Suddenly an angel touched him. The angel told him, get up and eat. Then he looked, and there at his head was a loaf of bread baked over hot stones and a jug of water. So he ate and drank and lay down again. Then the angel of the Lord returned for a second time and touched him. And he said, get up and eat, or the journey will be too much for you. So Elijah got up and ate and drank. And then on the strength from that food, he walked for 40 days and 40 nights to Horeb, the mountain of God. He entered a cave and spent the night there. So that's the third way in just really two chapters because it's part of 19 and the end of, you know, 17. But he's fed three different ways, by the ravens, by the widow, and by the angels. And I think, what? Go ahead. <laughs> you obviously have a look on your face of something that you have to say about <laughs> well, it. Well, no, first of all, I'd never pulled those together. That's really, really fantastic. I love that. You're welcome. <laughs> um, but there's also a fourth one. What is that? In chapter 18, it's not feeding Elijah, but we have... He the reintroduction. Some burnt no, no, no. We have the, the no. We have the introduction of Obadiah, who is the head over Ahab's okay. household, and Obadiah has secretly been taking Ahab's food and been feeding a bunch. Of, took a hundred prophets oh. and was feeding them in the caves. Yes, that's true. So they were they were hiding in the caves. There's food for the ravens. That's right. Food from the widow. Yes. Food from Ahab, who is trying to kill. Hidden in, and he's hi while you're hiding in the cave. He is sneaking yes. scraps to go feed a hundred prophets. I like that. And then the angel shows up yes. and feeds Elijah. And uh, wow, see, that's four different. Like, how does Elijah eat? And like, the part of it is how have I not ever pulled those together? That is I great. don't know, but you are welcome. That's great. Um, but I also think we don't hear of how other people are eating except like. The feed, when Jesus feeds the 5,000, when Jesus appears and he feeds the fish with the disciples, when he, re, you know, comes back um, as resurrected Jesus. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so there's certain food things, but 
why are we hearing so much about how Elijah was Well, because it's the, it is the famine, it is the drought. Yes. So in this season, the, the food is a big issue for everybody. Yes. And that's part of the reason why Elijah's getting, or Ahab's getting angrier, is because he's the king, and his people are struggling, and it's making him look bad because the economy's going belly up. And yeah. It, so... But I think in all of this, and really my point when I saw the three ways, but even the four ways, because that totally fits in with this whole thing, is that Elijah never gets a banquet table. He never gets, for all these years and all that time that has passed and all of this famine and all this time that he's serving and all this time he's working, there's no, even the scraps, you said the word scraps, that Obadiah, um, that Ahab was bringing them in. Yeah. You know that this wasn't the feasting table and again, of I the don't king. think Elijah's at that table, but there's still this feeding of God's yes. prophets. Oh, okay. I don't, so I don't think that guys. Elijah's in that, oh, okay. at that okay. table. But. So, but he's never at this banquet table. He has meat pieces from ravens. He has, and that you have preached before, you know, and he has yeah. this little bit of bread from this woman. And he has this little, this bread loaf from the angels as he drinks from these brooks. And that is his sustenance that he never has the banqueting table full of food and riches and great things. Um, but then you stop and think, but he's doing the Lord's work. Like he's doing God's work. He's doing God's work, and this is how he's having to get by and survive and you know, suffice that he only has enough for today. And I think so much, which I know you have preached, but again, it came so alive to me as I was reading through it again, that we can get in this misconception that God is going to provide us a feast. Like right. when we ask for God's provision, okay, God, provide this, take care of this, handle this, that we think it's going to be a feast. We say God's going to provide a feast. In our heads, in our hearts, in our belief. But really, we got to start the period to that sentence a few words earlier and just say, God will provide. Right. Period. But we fill in the that time, blank. And the times that we are most thankful, look what God has provided. Yeah. Is when the table is loaded. Yes. Yeah. We don't say it as much when the table is empty right. with just this tiny, right, right, sustaining. But barely there, nothing yes. fancy. Yes. We say when the table is loaded, right. and we know that we're going to have leftovers for weeks. Right. We say, look what God has provided. Mm -hmm. But when it is something that f fits in a fortune cookie, um, yeah. we're we're not quite as quick to celebrate. But when in this case, right. all of those scraps were the intervention oh, of it God. It was absolutely God's provision for him, and that's it. Like, but I think what happens is we begin to believe that we can fill in that blank of what the provision will look like. Right. Like in our prayers and in our thoughts of like, well, I know God's going to provide blank. I know God's going to provide healing. I know that God's going to provide financially. I know that God's going to provide peace in this relationship. I know that God is going to provide. And we fill in the blank for God. And I think that we got to back up. I don't know that Elijah ever said, God's going to provide me ravens as survival. Or He's going to provide me angel by bringing, you know, a loaf of bread through an angel. That was never filled in the blank for him. He never saw that and said, I know that God will provide an angel to come fill in the blank. If he could have filled in the blank, he probably could have said, like, God will provide 
some of Ahab's food to be better for me also. God's going to provide a deer in the bushes and I can, you know, kill it and eat venison for the next three days. God's going to provide a widow who has more than just a little bit of flour and a little bit of oil. He's going to have a grape vineyard in the backyard, you know. That's what he probably could have filled in the blank of like, I know God. He can do anything. He's going to provide this. And I think so often we sin i'll just call it flat out like we sin when we cross that line of just saying i know god will provide period we begin to try to fill in that blank god will provide this or this or this it'll look like this yeah and then if it doesn't look like this right we're disappointed we're disappointed in what god has provided you know um so i know that's kind of a stretch from his meals that he was provided but it really was the provisional stuff for him just wasn't something you would fill in the blank for. I would never say that. I really hope that the the cardinals that keep eating out of my bird feeder bring me, <laughs> you know, some meat tonight. So that's what I got from my Old Testament and my love of the Old Testament no, and First Kings tonight. I, I, I so, love that that theme. Yeah. That, that's what good. you got? Man, I have several different places that I want to go, and um, I guess I want to just kind of touch base in one direction. Um, and I don't mean to be be negative, but it's kind of where I was today. You um, were negative today, or that's where you were studying today? Well, a little bit of both. They okay. kind of came uh, together. Somebody had sent me a uh, a video and wanted to know what I thought of the the video. Okay. And uh, first of all, I was very impressed because it was a guy in front of a whiteboard. Boy, his oh. white, his whiteboard skills. You were, do have a love of whiteboards. Man, they were fantastic. Yeah. And, and his whiteboard handwriting were were great okay Okay. um but that's about the end of the good things that i can say about it and is it was just all over the map about the corona if you change the letters to numbers it adds up to 666 wow and that covid stands for um, Certificate of Vaccination ID. So then it's really the mark of the beast and all of this stuff. And I'm like, this is... And I don't know the person who sent it to me. Mm -hmm. I don't know whether they were like, this is great. Right. You know, don't you think you could use this on Sunday? Or whether they (laughs) thought, man, people are sending this to me and it's absolutely off do you think that this person might be a listener of our podcast? I think I'm going to find out. Yeah, you are. You <laughs> but, probably but no, are. But <laughs> I'm not going to say anything on the podcast that I didn't say in response Correct. to them already. Yeah, that's right. Um, but this morning, before I had addressed that video that came in, I had been reading in First Timothy. Really? Uh, it's funny. We just had a conversation about First Timothy and how much I love First Timothy. I love it. Okay, go ahead. All right. It's, it might be my next book to study, though. So now I'm... I mean, I, you don't own I, it. I just lost a... I, <laughs> you're right, I don't. <laughs> um, but this is just what it, what it said. It says in chapter 1, verse 3, it says, As I urged you when I was going to Macedonia, remain at Ephesus so that you may charge certain persons not to teach any different doctrine, mm-hmm. nor to devote themselves to myths, and endless genealogies which promote speculations rather than stewardship from God that is by faith. 
The aim of our charge is love that issues from a pure heart and a good conscience and a sincere faith. Certain persons, by swerving from these, have wandered into vain discussion, Mm -hmm. desiring to be teachers of the law without understanding either what they are saying or the things about which they make confident assertions. We see the same theme in Titus. We see the same theme in uh, Titus chapter 1 and verse 10. It says, There are many who are insubordinate, empty talkers, Mm. and deceivers, especially those of the circumcision party. And then listen to what it says here. It says, They must be silenced since they are upsetting whole families by teaching for shameful gain that which they ought not to teach. Wow. And then he talks about it one more time in chapter 3 of Titus. Uh, He says, um, it says, But avoid foolish controversies, genealogies, dissensions, and quarrels about the law, for they are unprofitable and worthless. As for a person who stirs up division after warning him once, then twice, have nothing more to do with him, knowing that such a person is warped and sinful, and he is self-condemned. And I think one of the things that I said, you know, in my reply to that is it's chasing all of the space between the text. Hmm. Like, no, there's nothing in Scripture that says, take the letters of an English word, (laughs) translate them to English, and find that number in the Bible. There's nothing inside of there. There's nothing inside of there that says, open up your newspaper and try to connect as many missing dots mm-hmm. as you possibly can. It's, it's speculation. It's People spend so stuff. much time doing that, though. But here's the thing, and I think this is the reason why the Word is so clear about it. Listen, Scripture's got plenty to say mm-hmm. straight face value. When you spend your time on these controversies mm-hmm. and speculations and chasing after all of these things myths mm-hmm. you've you've missed reading the lines you're, you're trying to read between the lines and yeah. in doing so read the lines and so when you just took us through first kings and you talked about elijah you read the text mm-hmm. and when we read the text it speaks to our lives. Right, right. And we found something new about that whole woman right. thing, right? So yeah. I'm like, you're not going to run out of right. stuff. No, you're not. You, you no. don't have to just mm-hmm. look for every scrap and connect and do all of this stuff. So, again. So, why do people I'm do kind, that? Yeah. I'm chill. <laughs> you're so chill about I'm that. Chill. How do you really feel? But how do you really feel about that? Uh, no. I think. But why do you think people do that? Because they want something new mm. and they want to leverage. And then the other thing is that it fits an agenda that they already have. Okay. And there is an attraction mm. to some of this speculation. And that's part of the reason why... Not for Paul, me. I don't find any of no, it. No, but, like, but Paul, this is part of the reason why Paul says, listen, exhausting. you are disrupting families. You are yes. disrupting households. You are disrupting yeah. the church by introducing this because there are some people who are going to lean in and they want to hear this. Right. I mean, and the truth is that there are sometimes people who are disappointed in my preaching mm. because I don't chase after those things. Right, and right. they would like to hear those things. Right. And they want to hear things that are supplementary to what the text says. Mm. And I, mm-hmm. I can't help that. Right. I'm right. going to try to unpack what's on the page. Mm. And as soon as I complete that, 
then I'll move on to other things. But the mm-hmm. text, the text, mm-hmm. what's on the page, the clear reading of the text is is it. Right. So right. That was supposed to be just like You were just devotional. not jolly. I know. Like no, when it, no that was but sometimes my... no, but sometimes it comes like it does speak to like what's happening today. I think that some of it I think it... that was my strong wrong. <laughs> You just gave your wrong in a very strong way. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I think sometimes that whole miss, like misspell, but you know, undo the letters and redo the letters of what Corona or what COVID and what does it stand for and everything. But then you want to say like, so what does cancer stand for? And what does infidelity stand for? And, and how can you undo these letters and, and explain to me what, what this is that's happened in my life or in, you know, in my family? And you like, know what, what the planets mean? Yeah. Like what? No, that's not it. Oh, it's keep people clear of flying glass spears, but that's the genus species. Oh, kingdom. Kingdom phylo. phylo genus species. I, don't, I forget. Yeah. No, I don't know that one. My but the planets, my mom. very, my very something mother just made nine pies or something like that. Just big nine. Because Pluto, but now she didn't she make didn't anything. She didn't make any pies. The pies are gone. No. But that's it. I mean, there's so many you things. You can turn anything into Broken that. things in this world that like, if we just want to find a rationalization and then partly the people who have gone through those things, like specifically cancer for my family, like, wait, what? What are you saying happened? Because we can undo these letters and redo them this way. And like, I don't know. It's Ronald Reagan's middle name was Wilson. So okay. that means his first name, his middle name and his last name all had six letters, six, six, six. Is that what people say? Some people do say that. Not many because we, we, yeah. we love Ronnie, but like, yeah. Listen, you can do this to anything, anything. that you exactly. want. Exactly, S-U-S-A-N. Okay, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought, like, wait a second. M-O-F-F-E-T-T. Okay, we're like five and seven. Okay. But if you take five and seven, you know what the average of it is? Six. Uh-oh, that's bad <laughs> well, too. Well, no. you have, uh, you tracked your steps today. I did. And your distance, how far you went. Oh, yeah. And, you, and I got home, and you're like, I got to go move because I'm at 6.66 miles. No, yeah. I think I was, I think it was like 666 calories or something. I don't know, but I was like, I got to do something different than this. I can't just land on 666. I knew it was going to change, but it was the moment I happened to look at my watch. But I don't live under a paranoia of that. It's a number that well, happened in my day. And I don't think day. people are using it as a paranoia. They are yeah. using it to gain attention yeah. and to push something that's on their heart that's not coming from the clear teaching of the word. Don't you feel foundationally like the passages but that they, you read? But they feel smarter. They, mm. they feel like, I've cracked the code. Will you listen to me? I've got this code cracked. They should spend that time looking for a vaccine instead of cracking that code, <laughs> whatever that is. So. Well, the vaccine <laughs> is a mark of the beast. You don't oh, want the vaccine. okay. Although, okay. by the way... <laughs> When we were in college, there was yes. a measles outbreak. There was. And we had we, to have a yellow card. And had, you had to have that yellow card to get into class and live in your dorm. It was a certificate it was. of vaccination. It was, yeah. Which apparently you and I already have the mark of the beast we, because yeah. we had to carry our card to get in. I think we still in. have those yellow cards. They're filed away somewhere to show like we've actually had these so we could attend the class. So yeah, it was a pretty bad outbreak. I'm chill about it. Though. I you don't are bother chill. Me. Yeah, that's You're fine. So that's cool. Whatever, it. you know. So now do we even have to move on to wrongs and strongs or are you kind of giving yours? (laughs) Well, I'm kind of worried about it because like it looks like my wrongs and strongs are a little bit on the negative side too. (laughs) 
So <laughs> your strong cannot be negative. We're going to take a break. We're going to rethink Tim's wrongs and strongs. <laughs> Even though we never know what they, I but never know been, what they are. But, but it's like, been a good week. It's been a we good had week. church. We were excited I'm about things going on. I'm going to tell you the best thing that I have done in my world in the last three weeks is to step away from Facebook and not have it anymore. Because now you got this in an email from somebody. Yeah. But there's so much of And I don't there. necessarily know that this person was buying right. in. Was I think that they, they, they wanted like, help ugh. to deal yeah. with it. I yeah. Think. Yeah. So, I'm hoping. Yeah, exactly. No, but there's just so much of that that I just, I stepped away. So, like, I've had a better week because I haven't had to deal with any of that, you know. Now, I do miss out on some of the good things that are happening, but I don't know. I don't know if I'm going back or not. So, there's a heads up. I might just not go back to Facebook. I know that's, like, <gasps> unheard of these days. So, you're going to stay on TikTok? <laughs> no TikTok for me. Nope. Uh, no TikTok. I'm going to stay on my Instagram. That's it. So. All right. We're going to come back in just a moment, and uh, we may or may not tell you what's wrong or what's <laughs> wrong. Okay. Wrongs and strongs. Yes. I'm going to go with my strong first because I like to end with my wrong. I don't know why. It's just my nature. <laughs> it just feels like you've put your foot down on the world yeah, and said... This stinks. The end. <laughs> That's how I would write a book. Um, okay, my strong is that it was my birthday on Sunday. It was. And we came home from church, and you had three services. Well, you had two in the morning, and then we had one in the evening. Then we were supposed to have a Sunday school meeting at 4 o'clock in the afternoon. So it was just a really full day. And by the time you get to be a grown-up, you're not really celebrating your birthday the same way you were when you were eight. But I still walked in, and my dad had cooked us lunch. And it was sitting on the kitchen counter and he had asked me what kind of cake I like. And I told him lemon cake and he baked me a cake. And I don't know if my dad has ever baked me a cake for my birthday, oh. a day in my life. And he just did because he really wanted to do something special for me and he baked a cake. So That's nice. I know. And he even had the, the candles with the numbers on them. He did. But I didn't want to blow them out on the cake because everybody had to eat it. And that's a whole coronavirus thing. So we lit them. We sang. I didn't blow them out. I think you actually took them off the cake and blew them out separately yeah. <laughs> away from the cake. But it was really strong. It was a very nice thing. All right. What you got? Uh, I'll go strong. Uh, Great. I've been hitting some Audible books for a while and discovered some free ones that you can get through your public library on an app called Hoopla. Hoopla. And so... Not a, not a sponsor of this podcast <laughs> yet. <laughs> but uh, just some good stuff. I've actually been listening to a couple different books on Lincoln. I love mm -hmm. Lincoln. Uh, Lincoln is just fantastic and it turns out he did not invent the little logs that was not that was <laughs> not him why are they even named lincoln logs well because he grew up in a log cabin oh, that's and stuff true like that's that. true so, okay um but it's been really really good and i i love you know lincoln stuff we went to springfield a while ago and saw a lot of stuff that was illinois yeah yeah okay. uh, stuff that's, it's the land of lincoln oh yeah um, but there's also one in missouri so. but one of my favorite things is that lincoln tells the story uh that he has he has counted that there are 23 ministers in Springfield, his hometown oh. where he lives and he's practiced law. And he is determined that in the presidential election that he's in, in 1860, that out of the 23 ministers in his town, 20 of them are not voting for him. Wow. So, wow. I don't know what that says about how much you should really listen to your pastor about who to vote yeah. for. Because uh, we kind of missed it 
on Lincoln. And if we missed it on Lincoln, yeah. I don't know really. If Isn't you, that funny? Yeah. 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 I'm pretty sure I would have been one of the three that he could that have counted would, yeah. on. I was I go. was pro Lincoln. Yes. Um, you know, because of the logs and stuff like that. Um, <laughs> but so um, I think that was my strong that I've just enjoying the Lincoln stuff. Good. And I think that's a funny story. Yes, you are. You always like Lincoln. Yeah. It seems like every couple of years, even like every two or three years, you're reading a Lincoln book. So, yeah, yeah I would think so. All right, what's your wrong? Uh, my wrong is, again, another story of social distancing okay. on the running path. Oh, And so yeah. a little while ago, I we went... We covered this already, but this is different. This All right, is a I'm ready. different one. Okay. Uh, because actually, because it was so crowded at the campus... Yeah. I moved my day for a longer run to a different day of the week where people would not be as busy yes. on the trace. And I went out there on the on the rail to trail path. Trace, yeah. And so I went out there and everything went fine until in the last couple of miles, this guy comes by and runs. He passes me from behind, which is where most people pass yep. you from. But he passed me from behind. And I'm telling you. <laughs> he passes me. He passed me from the front. Like yeah. he came and he went whizzing right by me. Yeah. <laughs> but he was so close to me yeah. that I've had pickpockets stay further away from me than this guy did. I mean, it was ridiculous. And that's and wide. Like it, the trace it was. is wide. I'm yeah. telling you that you couldn't have put a slip of paper between the two of us. I wonder why. I don't know. but I Nobody would... was coming the other direction. No. Okay. I would have beaten him up if by the time I realized that he wasn't like 400 yeah, yards in front yeah. of me and he couldn't even hear me yelling at him. But yeah. man, that made me mad. Wow. There okay. was no need for that. No. It was it was ridiculous. It was. I remember you talking about it when you came home and it's still with you. So I'm that's telling clearly you, it was like thing. you couldn't have put okay, a piece of paper in But after you have us. shared it with all of our friends on our podcast, now you can let it go. I let it go. Let it go. I've been holding the rage just let for the podcast. Let it go. Here's right. my wrong. This is a nationwide, okay, this is a statewide, okay, this is a South Louisiana wrong. <laughs> okay, I'm a little lost right now, but go ahead. Okay, the weather. Like, I'm like, it has been beautiful, and I understand it's going to get warm because it's May in Louisiana, and that's fine. But what is up with the crazy storms and tornadoes and weather? Again, I know it's spring, but here in Louisiana, we're already into, like, our fixing-to-be-summer months and attitudes. But we have another threat tomorrow of the same stuff. Like, overnight and tomorrow, like, hail, high winds, blowing around and everything. And I'm done with it. We sat in our bathroom for some time that one night that was really scary yeah, around yeah. here. There were some tornadoes that had touched down. There was a tornado in Church Point last night no two nights ago in church point that friends yeah, and have been that. talked about the governor mentioned it on his little talk um that he does on the daily updates there have been some in alexandria there's been some even in north louisiana but i'm like i'm done with this weather that's just not nice it's not nice weather it's not too cold it's not too hot i mean it's all those things too but it's just rough rough and our yard floods so that's <laughs> makes me upset too but that's it it's the weather I guess if the worst thing we have to complain about is the weather, then... Uh, the weather can be rough. It can be rough, so... Hey, why don't we try to do a podcast next week? We will try to do that. I'll work on being happier. You work on being happier. We'll work on getting it done next week. All right. All right. We'll see y'all next week.